Good evening, lunatics. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, Larry's somewhere in Chicago. I'm hoping he's not been abducted, but I pushed it back to 830 for him and he's nowhere to be found. So the good news about this is you guys are going to get to see what I have to deal with <clears throat> getting ready to do a podcast because he won't he won't be able to log into Restream. Um, and then his camera and his microphone aren't going to work. Um, and we're going to do that live. We're just going to do it live. You know, just like Bill O'Reilly said, just do it live. I have for the first time, we are simulcasting. Well, not the first time, but the first time with any decent quality, uh, we are simulcasting on TikTok and YouTube and Facebook all at the same time. I have two different computers running on my desk right now. Um, One's running YouTube and Facebook. One is running TikTok. Uh, it appears that the audio and all that stuff is actually working, which is a, kind of a miracle. So uh, YouTube, y'all meet TikTok. TikTok, y'all meet YouTube. Y'all, everybody's here. I've got two different comment sections going on, so that's going to be fun. Uh, so anyway, here we are. It's me by myself. Um you know, I do this a lot on TikTok where I'll just get on and just talk um, and uh, and answer questions and, and do that kind of stuff. So I guess that's what I'm going to do here. Um, I got a guy on TikTok. Do we let our drivers take the trucks home? Yes. Now, I, he and I have been having a conversation. I've been live on TikTok for about a half hour now. Um, we better check make sure where you live because there are certain places that we can't hire from, which is pretty much west of 35 and – Florida, South Florida is a, is a, is a problem. But if you're in California, sorry, son, I can't help you. So what's been happening this week? Well, um, Hey, we have a resolution to the truck we were talking about the, um, the truck with the boost problem. We took it to Pittsburgh power. And of course I felt like an idiot because they found something really simple. The, uh, so last July, um, this truck uh, Phil owns this truck and we were, we were under the impression that it had somehow been deleted. Uh, didn't really know anything about it. So we took it to the Detroit shop and we said, look, we want to make sure this is undeleted, right? We want it to be right. And they said, nobody had messed with the programming. They just like unplugged EGR or something. So we had them, we forced them uh, to put a new EGR valve on it and we have a relationship with DPF alternatives here in West Virginia. And I had an EGR cooler just laying there. So I took it down, I had it cleaned and I took it up to the dealership and I said, Hey, while you're doing all this, here's a brand new cooler that was just cleaned. It's clean as a whistle. So they put that on there. Well, <clears throat> because of that, um, I did not think to check the cooler, right? Well, the first thing Pittsburgh Power did was pulled the crossover tube and at the outlet of the EGR cooler was completely plugged with like this black goo. So, which would screw up all the Delta pressure readings for the Delta pressure sensor, because that's where that pressure comes from. It comes from the turbo into the EGR, down into the EGR cooler, and then back up to the Delta pressure sensor and back across the engine. Uh, so that was completely, completely clogged. What we assume has happened is that the uh, the cooler failed at some point and 
coolant started getting into there and mixing with the exhaust, exhaust gases and created this black goo and it plugged up the uh, EGR cooler. Um, and that's what screwed everything up and also explains the traces of coolant that we found in the oil sample uh, that showed up just, you know, a couple months ago in an oil sample. So a lot of that makes sense. And I, it was, I was one V band clamp away. Everything that I did checking that if I would have taken that one V band clamp off and pulled that pipe up right there, I would have seen it instantly and been like, Oh my gosh, this EGR cooler is plugged. <laughs> and, and I would have been fine. So anyway, it's under the, the safe care and direction of Pittsburgh power and they're, they want to do some other testing and stuff and make sure that we've, we've found everything, but it sounds like EGR cooler was our problem. Um, I've been hanging out a lot at cams with Chris Dolan, um, you know, just getting to see, you know, that side of it, uh, seeing people come in and, and try to deal with warranty and, and trying to chase down these emissions troubles. Uh, it just, it makes the decision to run lunatic trucks that much easier. You know, it's just, when even when we have this problem with this truck, it's still hauling freight, you know, um, we kept it off the road about a week trying to chase it down. Cause we kept thinking, Oh, this will fix it. This will fix it. This will fix it. And finally we're like, okay, well screw it. You know, it'll run. It just doesn't run great. Uh, but it'll haul freight and you know, um, but these guys come in, um, and they call Chris and you know, it's funny the the number of times in the last week that he's had guys call and say, look, I'm broke. I, I'm broke. I, I don't have two nickels to rub together. Um, and one guy came in, had low oil pressure and they towed him in and the motors locked up tight. And Chris said like within a few hours, dude had a rental car, had a job, left the truck and, and took off, you know? So I just, I cannot imagine having to worry. I mean, we've got two Cascadias that we're running and it's always in the back of my mind that they could go down at any time, but at least they're paid for, you know, that that's the only way that we would, we would mess with them is because they're paid for. Um, and so at least you don't have the risk of the payment hanging over your head. Um, I'd love to know where Larry Long is right now, you know, kind of a where's Waldo thing. Like, where is he? What's he doing? Um, cause he told me, he, he told me he, we're going to start this podcast at eight 30 is now eight 37. And I ain't heard a peep, which means he's not at his computer trying to remember what his login is and his password and, and trying to figure out why his compute, why his camera and his audio is not working. Um, and I know he's not, he's in the, like the computer's supposed to be in the bourbon barn. But I don't think, I don't think that he's had time to get into the bourbon. You know, uh, at William, I specified. I saw his his text said eight thirty Eastern time. You know, and it's funny because he's making fun. Listen, we get these truck drivers sometimes that like people will call or they'll send a they'll send a form, and they want an interview, and they will go onto the website and they will schedule an interview. Okay. And I set up the zoom and all this stuff and we we're sitting waiting and I'm, and I'll text them. I'll be like, Hey, uh, are y'all coming to this meeting? Oh, I thought it was central time. I'm like, are you, are you really serious? 
the 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 website you went to said Eastern time. The the email that you received as a kickback said Eastern time. My Zoom meeting said Eastern time. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I ought to just give y'all his phone number. You call y'all. Everybody just start calling him. Um, are your trucks legal to run California? No. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> well, two of them are, but I'm not going to take. It's not worth it for me to take a. I don't know. They're probably paying eight thousand right now to go to California and come back for three, when I can do the same amount of freight over here on the East Coast and not have to be out there among Californians. Um, so no, uh, we do not go to California. Um, and listen, I I feel for people that live in California and have to deal with it, but, um, you know. Um, move. <laughs> Everybody else is moving to Texas and Florida from New York and California, so y'all might as well join them. <coughs> uh oh, Richie's on here. He's gonna be mad that I told people to move to Florida. Oh, Larry, where are you? Oh, Larry, where art thou? Uh, what else do we have going on this week? Um, what do we have? Um, TikTok question. Have you heard of breakthrough fuel? Well, I mean, when I use the term breakthrough fuel, what we're talking about is the, like a fuel surcharge, you know, um, you know, where like at Landstar, you, the, the, the say the patient, say the customer pays $3,000. Well, that rate's going to be broken down into line haul and fuel surcharge. And we'll call that breakthrough fuel because a hundred percent of the fuel is going to the truck. So yeah, that's, that's 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 how the Landstar contract works. When Landstar's taking thirty five percent of your money, they're 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 well, they're giving you sixty five percent of the line haul, and the fuel goes straight to the truck. So, pretty much everybody except for some contract freight uh, pays the whatever like the average right now. Uh, the EIA retails forty five cent a mile. So, but we've had some that pay twenty five because that's what the contract says. So. Uh, Rocky says, don't move to Florida. Uh, and I'm sure Richie um, echoes that. I, listen, I, I think Florida's cool. I love the smell of Florida when I go down there. You know, I just, that is, I, but my candy ass would melt, I'm sure. Because uh, it was, it got up to 90 in West Virginia today. Uh, no, no, thank you. I might, maybe I need two houses and I can come to Florida when it's cold up here. But my candy ass is going to come right back up here uh, when it gets hot because I just I can't do that heat. <laughs> uh, well, we've got the event. Let's talk about the event. Um, the Keep uh, Reset Your Mindset 2023 live event is coming up. And today is the day. Uh, if you register by midnight tonight, you get $100 off using code LUNATIC. So if you want to come and spend two days with us in August and learn one-on-one face-to-face everything that we're doing, Rocky's going to be there. We're going to be aligning trucks. We're going to be working on trucks. Cams is going to be there from Cams Auto or Service Center. They're going to be down. Um, we're going to be working on trucks in the parking lot. We're going to be doing the podcast live from the bar. We are going to be uh, – we, we've got guests coming. We're going to talk about business and accounting and revenue and expenses we're we'll talk all about all that stuff. So go to the website, blueribbonlogistics.com, get signed up today because if you don't sign up, 
before midnight, you're not going to get that hundred dollar discount. That's $100 off using code lunatic. So do that. I guess I should probably also talk about our sponsor. Pittsburgh powers renewed with us again. Um, so we're happy to have them on here. I got too many buttons going on Pittsburgh power. Uh, we are stocking distributors of the max mileage catalyst and the OPS oil purification system. You can order it straight from our website. Um, <coughs> we can drop ship the OPS to you, or you can swing through West Virginia and pick it up. Um, I'm actually out of stock right now of catalyst. I've got to get a new order in. Um, but if you need catalyst, you need OPS products, filters, filter kits, you can get them from us at blue ribbon logistics.com. Um, I ought to text him and be like, dude, where the hell are you? <clears throat> I'm going to answer, uh, this question about fuel surcharge on TikTok. Um, let me text him. Your audience awaits you. Ah, he's calling me. Hello. Okay, I think I'm. Uh, think I'm kind of ready. Okay. Uh, you remember a little minor things I'm trying. To, I'm in restream right now. Okay. Uh, you see me? I do not. All right, hang on a second. <laughs> You're live on the podcast, by the way, right now. Hello, everybody. <laughs> I told I told y'all he wouldn't remember his password. No, it's not the password. That's not the problem. The problem is I can't. Uh, I also told him you couldn't get the camera and the sound connected as well. Well, that might that might be end up being true, but uh, then I can't get. So, which camera do I want to restream the? Uh, the external camera on restream and you want Skype to have the, um, <clears throat> the internal camera from the, uh, MacBook. Okay. I've got it backwards. So let me go to settings. So, um, we want restream to be full high definition mm -hmm. and I don't see the camera choice. Video. Uh, okay, there's the webcam. Right, why is it not showing up? Audio. We want Kodak on both of them. Kodak on yep. both of them. Yep. That is correct. Okay. All right. Why is my camera not showing up? Video input. Let me check the resolution <laughs> a little bit. what I do with every week. It still didn't give me a camera. Uh, maybe because it's took the read to Skype. Let me look at from Skype. Right. So if it, if it, it one, yeah, if, if one is connected, it won't show up for the other one. Okay. Let me, let me get Skype to change. So the camera for Skype needs to be the FaceTime HD camera. Yep. All right. There it is. Look at there. Okay. All right, so let's save that. And then let's go back to restream. And let's get the camera going. Let's get the... This is really... 
This is what I said. This is this is riveting. This is this is internet gold. <coughs> I bet it is. How come my um, my adjustments don't work on? Oh, that's the least of my worries right now. Well, I can't make it look any better than what it is right now. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm completely unconcerned about what your camera looks like. Okay. Well, I'm glad you are. So let me get uh, get headsets on. Can you hear me? You're not in. You you're you're not in the studio for restream yet. All right, let's fix that. Okay, what do I need to do? I guess you need to go to the top right and select blue ribbon. I did that. Well, you should see episode 168 and enter the studio. I don't see that. It says default. Let me go back out. Come back in. Let me straight. Blue ribbon. All right. I've got blue ribbon there. This is what do we like to do? Well, you need to enter the um, enter the studio. It's the only thing it's giving me is stream a studio or connect to OBS. I don't see the option of joining the episode. All right, let me try. Let me try to text you the invite link. Maybe that'll work. <clears throat> All right, I've texted you the invite link. Hopefully that will take you to the studio. <clears throat> All right, yeah, I'll get in there. <clears throat> Oh, there he is. Okay. Here he is. All right, let me turn that off. For whatever Lord reason, have it's not. Uh, <laughs> Larry's checking in. Not affecting the camera. Larry's checking what? in live from Mars. <clears throat> okay. Well, it's. I'm going to look like that. It looks, I guess. So. I can't uh, get the. Can you hear me now on the mic? I can. I can. I cannot uh, hear you. I do not hear you. Oh, good grief. Um, check your settings. I am checking it now. Audio. Codec. Video. Next to go. 
All right, how about that? Let's get video on. All right, I've got good video on Skype. I know, I see it. Um, you probably I'm not should. Any, any which way? Let me go to speakers up here. Uh, that's a problem. Me? Yeah. Hear you now. Okay, I think we got that problem fixed. All right, now maybe try to unplug your camera. Um, Plug your external up. camera. Yeah, maybe that'll, maybe that'll help. <clears throat> there we go. Hey, well, it's sort of, then it went crazy again. Well, turn off that webcam settings thing. Just turn up, turn off that webcam app. That's gotta be the problem. You, you're trying to be too fancy. It's, it has quit. Didn't change okay, anything. now unplug it and plug it back in. There we go. All right. There we go. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, Larry Long. <laughs> uh, Has entered the building. <laughs> yeah. So we've got uh we got TikTok working by some miracle. We've got YouTube working. We got Facebook working. We got audio. I don't. Um, uh, I don't see us live on TikTok, by the way. Well, <clears throat> that's also. I'm. I'm 100 sure that that is op also operator error. Now, now I'm getting a, 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 a echo from you. Um, well, you, you got to make sure that Skype is not sending you audio. So okay, go. You'll have to go into Skype and change your Skype audio to like Mac speakers and then turn the Mac speakers down. Gotcha. Gotcha. <clears throat> Listen, folks, it just unplug it and plug it back in. That that's that that fixes everything, you know. Okay, I'm gonna need some help with Skype. I've got um, an audio, a mic button. Oh, there we go. Now it came up. So speakers are going to be uh, MacBook, and then we're gonna turn them off. Yep. Okay, that should be fixed. Talk to you. All right. One, now two, I don't three, hear four. you in my headset. <laughs> well, check one. Check however, one. however you need to. I'm hearing you somewhere besides where I need to hear you. Let me make sure the phone is off. Oh, no audio from okay. Larry. Oh, and we're getting no audio from you on Skype. So you don't have your codec turned on in Skype. Okay, going back to Skype. Mm -hmm. So I had it on. I changed it to MacBook. You want me to? No, I'll, me the to... speakers to MacBook. The audio I to got you. I got you. Okay. the the so microphone have, needs to be. We gotta have a codec. And yep. The speakers to MacBook are off. Now is it better? Uh, I'm still getting nothing from. Well, let me think about this. I might have to change. Uh, I bet I'm going to have to change a setting. Hang on a minute. Are you still there? Yeah. Talk to me. 
One, two, three, four. I can barely hear you. I don't know where I'm hearing you from. Talk again. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. I'm hearing you in my headset, but very, very lightly. Okay. I've got you. I've got you into um I've got you into TikTok now. Okay. Let me turn that down some. Now I can when I turn the speakers up on the MacBook, I can hear you. Okay. Then your restream, your restream is not sending audio to your headphones. Okay, let's fix that. <clears throat> restream. So audio. People on TikTok should be hearing you now. Uh, I've got audio codec set on restream. I've got echo cancellation. Okay. And you should have for your on on restream for your speakers. For your audio, audio output should also be codec. You should have audio input and audio output should be the same on Restream. Okay, I only have audio input. I don't even see audio output on Restream. Really? Yeah. Doesn't show up at all. Well, that's weird. I know. You go to general, live stream, audio. I have an audio input. I don't have an audio output. Um, I well, well, it could be that Skype Skype might be stealing it from from you. Okay. Um, they're still saying they can't stand on TikTok. You're saying you still can't hear Larry because I'm showing Larry lighting up my little monitor. Um. When he talks, no audio, huh? This is why we're supposed to do this stuff before the show. Um, nothing on TikTok. One, two, three, four. Well, he's getting. Tell him to make sure his settings that his default audio is the same as his restream. Okay, try your. Switch your mic, you know. Um, what's weird, like with TikTok, I'm seeing you light up the monitor on TikTok Live Center, but they're saying they can't hear you, <coughs> which shouldn't be happening because I've got Skype set up correctly. <coughs> That's all working. So, um, TikTok should be hearing you. I mean, oh, hell. <clears throat> I mean, I'm having to use two computers to make this work, but I assumed as long as you had two cameras, which both the cameras are working. I don't understand why we're not getting David Thomas just said YouTube is fine. Right. I know YouTube's fine, but TikTok is saying oh, that they TikTok's can't hear on. you. Okay. I got you. But you're lighting right. up you're lighting up the bar here on the screen for TikTok. They should be able to hear you. Um, and TikTok is coming from Skype or Restream. Microphone. No. 
TikTok is coming from my Windows machine. Okay. Uh, but they can hear me. I can't. I can't imagine why they can't hear you when you're lighting up the bar. On. Um, now you just got an echo again, which I can deal with that. That's not a big deal. But does that change anything? <clears throat> that doesn't now? change anything for me. Okay. Um. So anyway, <clears throat> well, I still can't imagine. I'm going to turn my phone up so I can hear TikTok. I want you to say something. Check one, check one, check one. Testing, audio, audio, one, two, three. Okay. Can I use my phone for audio? Can you use your phone for audio? Yes. All right. Do you have Skype on your phone? I think so. Okay. Download Skype or open, sign into Skype on your phone, <coughs> and we'll just use the phone for uh, um, <clears throat> we'll use the phone for TikTok for Skype, and then they should be able to hear you. I'm, I'm kind of thinking that you still are not getting audio into because I could just barely hear you coming through in TikTok, so maybe it's not sending the um <coughs> maybe that codec it's not grabbing that codec because it's using it for restream it may not let you put the audio to two different destinations Okay, I'm in Skype on my phone. Okay, so we need to hang up this call. Let me hang up that call. And then we're going to come on call again. Just got to answer on the phone. Should I allow? Yes. There you are. Can you hear me now? Um, I don't. I, I mean, it's not connected yet. Let me get my volume turned off. Okay, check one. Check <coughs> one. Uh, on. I don't see. Volume's I don't see high. video. I don't see video. Uh, maybe I didn't let see my camera. Uh, video's coming from something. Else. Oh, it's got to be from my phone, right? Right. All right. So I need settings. Um. It should be on the screen. And I can hear my audio coming out of your phone. So you need to turn the phone down. There we go. It says reconnecting. Okay. All right. So now I have you. 
your phone is still playing audio. Pull down from the right side of the top right of the screen and open the control center and move that volume bar all the way down. <clears throat> okay, how about now? Yep. Are we good? Uh, well, I think so. I'll have to have somebody in TikTok tell me because it's weird. I'm still getting the audio. Um, the bar is lighting up here. Check one, check one, check one. Audio. <clears throat> okay, TikTok, tell me if you can hear him. Larry video, yes, no sound. There's there's something in this stupid TikTok live because it it it's getting it's one hundred percent getting um well, I turned the sound on my phone down. Should I leave that up? No, no. It's no? Okay. It, the, 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 your sound is coming into this program. I'm, I'm looking at it. Okay. But for from some reason. From Restream? No, from your phone into TikTok Live. It's coming in. I can see it, but they can't hear it for some reason. But I don't have the, I don't have the, the microphone on my phone turned on. Oh, hold up. Hold up. Hold up. I think I found a setting. All right. Now try it. Check one, check one audio. I think, I think, I think I had a setting wrong. I think they should be able to hear you now. Oh, let the record uh, show. All right. Let the record it's show. Easy it, now. it wasn't, it wasn't the guest. It was <coughs> the producer. who okay. didn't have his shit in one bag. Right. <clears throat> I got a lot going on on this desk. Okay. Old man. <laughs> <clears throat> hey, now you want me to be on this program, you need to get your act together, okay? Holy I'm crap. I'm going to call my agent. <coughs> I need a better deal. All right, well, I hear, okay. I, I don't hear myself in my headphones, but I guess that's okay. I'll work with it. All right. Well, I, I can hear you well. It sounds like YouTube can hear you well, and it sounds like TikTok can hear you well. So I think we are, we're finally getting somewhere. And I'm live now. I can see me on TikTok. There's a delay. I hate that, but I can't. Well, that. yeah, it'll be all right. Um, all right. I'll need to see the comments on Restream, which I can do that now. All right. Is everybody where they want to be? Yeah, but your audio just changed a little bit. Check, check, you, check. Oh, yeah. Bring up, bring up Mike up a little bit more. I got you now. I'm just trying okay. to get situated here. Now, for the <laughs> record, I'm standing for this thing, not sitting. So keep that in mind when we get to like an hour and a half or so, okay? Okay. <clears throat> now, I do have a wide assortment. Can I, can I pan? Well, you'll just have to grab the mic and... I okay. do have well, a TikTok wide assortment scene. of bourbons right behind me, which might help my stamina a little bit. So if you right. see me leave for a few minutes and come back, that will be the reason why. Okay? <coughs> All right. All right. So anyway, we are. I apologize, everybody. I'm I'm uh, in Naperville. Uh, it was a horrendous drive up here because of all the people on the holiday. I guess it took me eight hours to get here. Usually, it's a six and a half hour drive. And then when I hey. got here, my grandchildren will be asleep by the time this is over. So I had to do a little family time. Um, so anyway, I'm I apologize for being late, and I didn't tilt, have a chance to set up tilt that job, so. tilt that restream camera down a little bit. Restream? Okay. Yeah. 
Yes, tilt that down that a little better? bit. We're yeah, we're just cutting off the. There you go. Well, that keeps bouncing back. How's that? There you go. There we go. That's a little better. All right. So I was, <clears throat> I was pretty much bringing everybody up to speed on what we've done this week. I I did a plug for the event and I did a plug for okay. Pittsburgh Power. I told everybody that we think Pittsburgh Power has found the problem that I couldn't find on our demon truck. And um, I was trying to think of something else. Uh, uh, oh, have you seen <laughs> Freight Waves had an article I saw a while ago about, uh, I guess there's a, a boycott of Florida. Uh, boycott all the truckers. Florida? <laughs> yeah, really? all the truckers. Yeah, all the truckers going to boycott Florida. Um, really? You know, it just. Real? It strikes me, well, apparently, I mean, it was on freight waves, you know, apparently, I don't, it just strikes me, they always pick holidays to do this stuff, you know, it's like, I, I think well, there's somebody that's, maybe that? somebody that's smart enough to get all these dipshits to sign up for this stuff, um, so they can have an extra long holiday weekend, you know, um, but they're 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 going to boycott Florida. They're all mad at Florida for some. I don't know why they're mad at Florida. Um, I figured they don't know. I'm laughing at Purple Yeti. Um, I'll have to show it. Larry's a trucker for many years, and truckers are always late. If truckers delivered pizzas, the pizzas would always be cold. That's actually not a Larry Long quote. That is a um, oh gosh, what's his name? I interviewed him years ago, probably ten years ago. Hey, I'm going to take, um, take credit for it. Sounds good. I like it. Pete, Pete Emmerheiser is a broker in Toledo. What, he, what's weird, he's what's weird about this that I still, I still can't wrap my head around is people know stuff about me that I don't remember saying, and and they quote things back to me, and I'm thinking, how in the hell would you know <laughs> that, you know? But anyway, especially yeah, when we, we're at, especially when we're like at, at events and stuff, and people come up to you, and they, they just, it's just, I don't know, I, I can't handle this uh this celebrity. By the way, do you notice my Taylor Swift? I'm I'm doing this uh, kind of a, 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 a nod to Taylor Swift. I got a fan blowing on me, so I look cool. Okay, so okay. See, see my well, hair that... kind of wafting back here a little bit, and so there's no air conditioning in the Bourbon Barn. You know that, right? So oh yeah. Well, last time I was at the Bourbon Barn, it was like ten below zero. So we didn't need air conditioning, did we? Right. So. We needed fire. All right. I'm sorry. I'm I'm kind of catch up with all these uh, comments here and. Uh, well, we've got a young man on a uh, 22 year old young man on TikTok. Um, unless we scared him off, uh, was looking to get into the business. His dad runs containers. Uh, and he had asked, what does fuel surcharge mean? Okay. And I thought, what a great question for Larry Long to answer. So if, uh, if, if laws 8383, um, uh, is still here, he can hear, Larry Long tell and explain to him what a fuel surcharge is. So proceed. Okay. Well, let's first of all, let's talk about the world outside of Landstar because that's where most people are. Fuel surcharge was um, developed years back uh, when, 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 when diesel and gasoline started getting really volatile. It used to be that you'd sign a contract and um, the contract was good for six months or a year or whatever the period of time was. And that, that was it. And then if something changed, you had to go back and redo the contract. Well, when fuel started changing on a daily or weekly or monthly basis, uh, they got tired of rewriting contracts. So they said, look, let's put a clause in these contracts that says, look, 
everything works here except the fuel changes and goes up or down we're going to just adjust the fuel we're going to make a surcharge to allow the fuel to be increased or decreased with its um you know with its current uh, price and not have to change the rest of the contract so there's where fuel surcharge was born in contract freight so um now we have this uh this this uh i think it's called eia uh, mm -hmm. energy something some government association every tuesday they look at all the averages and they come out with this chart and um all your big fleets and everything <laughs> and they use that as a guideline to adjust fuel surcharge um, energy information out. administration that would be it yeah yeah so um now let's move to this let's, let's talk about landstar because people have a, a in my opinion a huge misconception of fuel surcharge at Landstar because, as you know, Landstar is primarily spot market freight. Now, we obviously, we do have some contract freight, and the contract freight does have fuel surcharge built into it, much to the chagrin of a lot of VCOs because that contract sometimes is less than what the EIA is because it was contracted. <clears throat> right. But it's, at Landstar, as a, as, a, as a benefit to the VCO, the powers that be, the guys who, who developed Landstar, the powers that be said, look, let's make it so every BCO gets fuel surcharge on every load. Let's, let's, let's let it, allow it to be taken from line haul and put into a fuel surcharge, and we'll give it on every load to the best that we can, either by contract or by what the current rate is, or by negotiation in some cases. <coughs> the purpose for that, because as we all know, there is no fuel surcharge in spot market. When you're, when you're outside Landstar and you call and negotiate a, a, a load, you have what's called an all-in number. And it is the, the total amount that the customer is going to get billed for this load. Now, at Landstar, we bust that up. We have line haul, and then we have a certain amount of that that's fuel surcharge. The reason this is important is because, as most of you all proclaim on a weekly basis, Landstar takes 35% of your money. But that's not really true because they take 35% of line haul. They take 0% of fuel surcharge. So the more money that's moved from line haul to fuel surcharge, the lower that 35% becomes diluted to the point where in our numbers, our averages, it's about 27 28% on average. So that, if you'll think of it this way, that's Landstar's ingenious <coughs> way of allowing for fuel to be compensated for as prices fluctuate automatically without it being in a contract with the customer. It's, it's, in, it's in the agreement, the arrangement between you and the agent. The customer doesn't care. They're paying the same amount of dollars either way. It's just Landstar is getting less that's 100% and, or excuse me, less at 65% and more that's at, that's at 100%. So that's the that's the the perk that's the benefit of fuel surcharge at Landstar. So hopefully that clears it up. Yeah, well, and and I was I think it was in the live that I did last night because we always get the question when I'm talking numbers. Was well, that gross or net? And I said, listen, there's a very specific reason why we speak in gross numbers before Landstar's cut. The customer is paying. The customer's writing a check. And it doesn't matter if you are leased to a carrier or you have your own numbers. 
the customer's writing one check. When you put two trucks side by side, one's leased to a carrier and one has its own numbers, both trucks have to have cargo liability insurance. Both trucks have to have fuel. Both trucks have to have a driver. Both trucks have to have all the same things. Now, we don't have to pay for cargo liability insurance. We don't have to pay for a trailer. We don't have to pay for trailer maintenance because all that stuff comes out of that um, out of that percentage. But both trucks are paying all of the exact same costs. We just think that we're pretty well convinced that we're paying a lot less than what someone with their own numbers is paying. And so that's why I always speak in the gross numbers. And when I say that we did uh, so far in 2023, we're at $3.34 per loaded mile, which last time I checked, shippers only pay you for loaded miles. Our deadhead is higher than we'd like it to be. Uh, we budget for 15% deadhead. We're at about 19.6 right now. But the market is what the market is. And sometimes you have to go further in order to um, um, in, in order to find the better freight. Um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and we had, you know, we had a situation today. Um, the agent that I've worked with forever um, has a customer in Virginia that builds windows preloaded trailer and this has happened more than once you'd think they'd learn their lesson uh happened to me years ago i took a load to tulsa oklahoma from virginia and i got there and they're like oops we didn't load it on a landstar trailer so they paid me to deadhead all the way back from tulsa oklahoma well it happened again they called us today and hey they loaded it on the wrong trailer and now we're going to houston from virginia and guess what they're going to do they're paying the truck paying to come back. Yeah. They're paying us to come all the way back, you know? And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'll cash your check. You know, that truck should get nine miles a gallon on the way back. Um, who's driving, who's driving it? Uh, Michael. Okay. Yeah. So, He's you know, good. um, <clears throat> but the driver had asked the question. He said, is this, let me find this wording because it's important. I've got two, I got, I got 16 phones and three computers. Um, but I want to get keep, this. You keep adding to them. <laughs> I do. Listen, um, listen, he has to have, he has to have a N95 mask. He has to have gloves. He has to have sanitizing because he has went out and bought himself a windows machine. Well, just so you know. And so you know, anytime he touches that, he can't touch Apple. I have to say, yeah, I have to sanitize. You know? Yeah. So, Okay, here's the quote from the driver. It says, is this one of those instances where we help out an agent so that we improve relationships? And I said, yes. Yes, it is. I mean, it's also it's also very practical because um, when they're offering to pay us to come back, you know, um, you know, I might have could have sort of cut a deal to maybe load the trailer back, but you got interchange agreements. You got all this different stuff. Some people don't want you using their trailers for anything, but their freight, um, you know, it's already a handle because you've got a deal. If they, if he has an issue with a tire, we can't call Landstar trailer maintenance. We have to call this other carrier and deal with their people. Cause we're pulling their trailer. It's just, it, it overcomplicates things. Um, but absolutely. I mean, I have had a relationship with this agent since 2014. Um, and well, I absolutely let, value that relationship. And let me, let me, let me point out <clears throat> something here, Captain Obvious. People ask us sometimes, how do you build, what do you mean by build relation? How do you build a relation? 
I mean, how many donuts do I have to buy every week to build a relationship? You know, there's a they look for some formula, something that they that they that's that that they can quantify and 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 do and the and the result will be and you know it's like a it's like a uh, a, a quadratic equation if i do this this and this the answer will be this and the answer will be now i have a relationship and that's not how that works at all this is how it works right here this is how you build relationships okay this agent will never forget what we're doing for them ever which is why we right. never repower loads no matter what it costs because right. Our ability to, to, to perform at the level we're performing right now with you booking the loads at the rate we're booking them at with loads that don't even hit the load board are because of all the things that we've done over the past four or five years where we have done agents favors and, and they know that and, and they, and they uh, return the favor. So it, it's, this is a long game. Okay. You're not going to come to Landstar and build relationships in the first 90 days and you know, that's not how this works. It's it's how many things can you do for somebody to help them out and then wait until, you know, I used to be in the sales business, obviously, okay? And and people would always, you know, how long does it take to get repeat customers, you know? Well, it takes a long time. The average is about five years in, in most situations. And guys give up before the five years. They never give them ch themselves a chance to get the repeat customer because they don't, they don't last long enough. You know, you have to invest the time in these relationships, but then they last forever if you don't screw them up. It's kind of like getting married, you know, or it's kind of like having a significant other, or kind of like convincing somebody, you know, especially when you look like me and Chris, to marry up like we did, because that's a pretty hard sell, you know. If you can do that, you can you can uh, build relationships with people. <coughs> it's no different. Same skill set. Now, you don't, well, I'm not going to say that. <clears throat> well, Purple Yeti on, I, I know on have, Purple Yeti on YouTube asked the question: ahead. Would you still come back if it broke the rest of your scheduled loads? Well, it did break a scheduled load. I had a load scheduled coming out of Houston, um, but it wasn't going. I mean, at that point, I'm kind of stuck, you know. And I called the guy and I said, "Hey, man, I, I have a situation. Uh, the customer has loaded a customer trailer." and not a Landstar trailer where this is supposed to be a one way and it's just turned into a round trip. And he was like, okay, thanks for letting me know. You know, now he had a great load. I'm sure he had it covered 20 minutes after we got off the phone, but. But I'll tell you something else there, Chris, that did not go unnoticed to him. You think an agent hears that story very often. Wait a minute. You're helping out another agent and you're letting me know what you're doing. We didn't, we didn't burn a bridge there. We gained points there. Mm -hmm. Not on this low, but on another low with that same agent because he's like, look, these guys have got, you know, they've got, um, you know, uh, uh, they've got class. You know, they do what they say. They, they, they help out, you know, <coughs> when, when, you, when you need to be. So that, that's, a, that's, a, you know, that's a, a, a benefit that agents, I mean, look, as much as you're looking for good agents with good freight, Trust me when I tell you this. They're looking for good BCOs mm -hmm. that do good things for you know for them and other people. So yeah, we had to you know sometimes we have to suck it up. We can give you lots of examples of things that we've done to not let an agent down. It cost us money, mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, we did what we said we were going to do. You know, I told you guys a long time ago, and I'll tell you again, in August. There's four things if you do this. If you, it's easy to to put yourself in a different class than everybody else, if you'll do four things. 
And that is do it the way you said you're going to do it. Do it when you're going to say you're going to do it. And do it for the price you said you're going to do it. The fourth one, though, is the one that gets everybody. Do it every time. Not just when it's in your favor. Every time. And if you do those four little steps, you're all of a sudden you're in a whole different level than your competition. Because most people won't do that. Because it's all about them. Mm-hmm. You know. So. Well, the... I learned this very early on, um, you know, we stack loads, right. And I, when I first got to Landstar, I'd been here probably a month. This is back in 2014. And I realized that I could stack loads. Well, I stacked a bunch of loads up one in the middle cancels on a weekend, Memorial day weekend, uh, leaves me in a bind because I've got five or six or seven days, you know, I scrambled around, I got that load replaced and, and I'm on track and I got to Austin, Texas and I ran out of hours and I, I had a preloaded trailer set to pick up in Houston. So it's like three o'clock in the morning. I get done in Austin. I'm out of hours cause I got delayed. Well, I sent an email to the agent. Hey, uh, got held up over here and I'll be over there at this time, whatever in the afternoon. Cause I'd take 10 hour break. I turned my phone off, went to bed. Right. And it's may in Texas. So I got the air conditioner cranked up and the windows closed and I'm out. I wake up <clears throat> to a series of very, very angry voicemails. Sure. This guy was pissed off and his, his voice. I wish I'd have saved his voicemails cause they'd be hilarious. Uh, you'll never pull another load for me. You don't do this. You should have called. La 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 la. Well, it turns out the lady that when I booked it told me it was preloaded and it wasn't preloaded. It was a live load, and I can. And so they're trying to get a hold of me. It's like I'm going to get a service failure, and I mean I'm calling Landstar, and I'm like, oh god. I mean, I, you know, and I felt terrible, so I called the guy. And as soon as I said my name, I heard him take a breath to start screaming. I said, hey, oh stop. Number one, I apologize. 100% on me. I thought it was preloaded. Obviously, it's not preloaded. You had a live appointment. This is 100% my fault, and I apologize. Dude completely changed, and he went, oh. Okay, well, we got it covered, and I'm like, okay. And he's like, well, hey, uh, if you ever need a load, just call me. And I went, what the hell just happened? I mean, this guy was getting ready to rip my head off. And I apologized and took responsibility for the situation, which now I understand why. (laughs) Because BCOs don't do that, right? And he was so shocked that I apologized for making a really stupid decision. And then his, his tune completely changed, you know, instantly. And... You know, and then of course, right around that time, I, you know, I'm I'm finding out why agents are so shocked when you send them an email, you know, that you've arrived and departed, and you actually communicate and tell them what you're doing and give them ETAs, and people will be, oh, so th- th- thank you so much for your communication. I'm like, I sent you like four emails, and they're like, yeah, but nobody does that. I'm like, are you serious? No, no nobody does that. Um, you know, but I guess it is what it is. What's a CBCO? I don't know. <clears throat> Wesley on Facebook. What is a certified? BCO. Oh, a certified. Well, oh, we've got a lot of certified. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about certified, but 
Uh, well, you know, it's called the Masterclass 2023, uh, and it's on the website at blueribbonlogistics.com. That's the certified BCO class. Um, you know, uh, and somebody on TikTok was asking earlier about, um, you know, it had $50,000. I think this was the 22-year-old. I mean, 22-year-old, I got $50,000. Should I should I buy a truck? And I'm like, no, not, not if you don't have any business experience. You shouldn't buy a truck. You should, you should go learn somewhere. Um, you know, and I'm hoping that he will go to the website, check things out. And in a year come to us when he's got his experience and, um, and, and be, be in, in the program and we can make him a lunatic, you know? Um, you know, back to the certified BCO thing. It's kind of cute. Um, You know, here, here's the thing about that, okay? It's one thing for you to say that I am a certified BCO and whatever credentials that you have. It's a whole other thing for somebody else, especially one of your customers, to send a letter to Landstar and recommend you for a star quality because of what you did for them. That's a whole mm-hmm. different level of certification. And uh, I'd much rather teach you how to get those than give you some title that means nothing to most people anyway. It's just like the, the patches on a, on the shoulder of a, of a technician, worthless. That's another thing that, in my opinion, would just be worthless because somebody become they, they come to a class, they hang around, they do what it needs to do, they get a certificate, go tell everybody I'm a certified BCO. And we go, what the fuck is that? <laughs> you know, you're still a dick. You know? <laughs> uh, you're, you're still broke. You know, you, there's nothing about you certified except, you know, your ego. So we'll, we love to teach people how to be certified BCOs, but... We do it by increasing your revenue, increasing your profitability, increasing your ability to stay in business and, and, and thrive uh, in the endeavor that you've chosen. So, Wesley, we will start the first class of that on August 19th and 20th in Hurricane. So, uh, He's already signed up. It then? Oh, has he? Okay, mm-hmm. good. Well, then you're already got, it, you got your foot in the door. So, uh, hey, if, if, you, if you really want me to, I'll make you a little diploma that says certified lunatic how's that yeah so. that's what we need certified matter of fact you can even you can even leave there with a t-shirt that says you that if you want to so well and and y'all you've got uh, about two and a half hours left to use the code lunatic and sign up for the live event to get a hundred dollars off and, and ten dollars off the hotel and so it's a hundred and ten dollars <throat> off you've got a few hours left yep so two and a half hours and you can get uh, hundred hundred dollars off of your uh, your admission, and ten dollars off of your room. Uh, we're going to be there on the eighteenth doing the podcast live from the Blue Ribbon Bar. We're going to have Nick, the Blue Ribbon Bartender. Uh, the drinks are going to be flowing. Um, <clears throat> and then Saturday and, and Sunday stories and all the all all the lies and war stories that go with that. Yep. So. <laughs> y'all need to come join us um because it's coming quick just I mean, imagine just imagine a huge lunch counter at the petro <laughs> no at that night. absolutely not i wouldn't come <laughs> if it was the lunch counter at the petro but that's but these stories are real well yeah um uh, well so let's talk about yellow for a minute because um that that's that's a boy the 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 hate is discontent is flying everywhere. 
uh, yellow suing the, uh, the union and the union's mad and UPS is going to go on strike. And I think they said yellow is going to run out of money in about a month, uh, which I'm, I'm sure daddy's going to give them another $700 million. Um, you know, <clears throat> I don't know that this will really have an effect on the market. I mean, 9,000 drivers sounds like a lot. Um, but in the grand scheme of things, it's really not. I think it'll, it'll, there will be some waves in LTL, you know, but I don't know that you can take a, I don't know that you can take a, a, um, 53 foot van and go do what they do. The, the local pickup and delivery, the hub and spoke, you know, I, I think there will be some disruption obviously in, your Amazon package is getting delivered. Uh, but I just, I just don't see it really making that big of a difference. I I've got to assume that their, their truck, um, they haul some truckload, uh, UPS haul some truckload. I just don't know that it's enough to really matter to us, uh, doing truckload freight. I just, I think we're disconnected from that, but we'll see. Um, it I could, read, I read yesterday. I don't remember what it was. I read yesterday about, some other union shop voting to decertify the union. Did you see that? Um, no. Somebody, will, somebody <clears throat> will tell us about it. So, but uh, I read that. So, yeah, I get a bunch of these um, industry newsletters and shit, you know, and, and mm -hmm. I, I glance through the headlines. I don't really spend a lot of time reading them, but that one caught my eye. And I probably, I may have, I probably kept it, uh, look at it further, but uh, I thought that was interesting. Um, I kind of, I kind of told you my opinion of, 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 of uh, unions the other night. Yeah. We won't do that again tonight, but um, I don't care for them. If you want to know the truth. Um, I think all they do is reward people who are underperformers and they uh, hurt the overperformer, the, the overachiever. So anyway, I do think it's probably going to have a little bit of effect in the LTL market. There might be a little bit of bleed over because some of that stuff's going to end up having to go on over the road stuff as much as it because just there won't be capacity for it so it's going to, have to go somewhere but i don't think it's going to have a huge effect it's, it's not going to it's not going to put a dent in the capacity problem that we have with the rates if that's what everybody thinks it's it's not going to no i don't think we're a long way from having the capacity back to where it needs to be unfortunately there's been a, there's a lot of guys that still need to to uh to go away you know a lot of people who bought trucks and had money in 2021 they've got money enough to hang on for a while but it's just a death by a thousand you know pricks um no pun intended yeah um uh, but uh but you know there it's just a it's a slow you know it's just a slow bleed well i just i just saw the article on freight waves about the florida boycott it's that 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 i guess immigration law that desantis signs what they're mad about uh it's a one-day boy, boycott um <clears throat> on saturday on fourth of july weekend well, i hope I hope it doesn't put anybody out, you know. <laughs> I hope it doesn't disrupt anybody's holiday or, or their weekend. Yeah, I love these guys. You know, we had the we had one of those uh, black smoke matters in Washington D.C. over over a July Fourth weekend, I believe, uh, a few years ago. And then somebody was talking about wanting to shut down between Christmas and New Year's this year, save 150 bucks a week, and by by Christmas you can afford to shut down for a week, so we can teach these guys, you know. <laughs> What happens when they don't uh, when they don't pay us the correct amount? So it, it, 
it's hilarious. It's hilarious. Um, anyway, I just there's there's plenty of things that I can spend my time uh, being concerned about um, that has very little to do with whether or not somebody signs a contract. I mean, it just right. you know it, the the fact that I'm supposed to care. I don't care. I could, I could not care less. Um, Bill Taylor says it was XPO that kicked the union out. Um, okay. I think that is true. I think that is true. Which you talk about a guy that knows how to build relationships now, mm-hmm. Bill Taylor, he's retired now. Well, he's kind of retired. You know what he does now, Chris, mm. he flies around the country and delivers, uh, executive coaches. Mm. What a gig, right? Yeah. I mean, he's, he flies somewhere. He jumps in the coach. He delivers to the and and he's not this junk. I mean, he's delivering. You know the good those, ones. Yeah, yeah, the ones are expensive, and, uh, and that's what he's doing. And what what a great and you know, he's moved to Florida. Uh, what a great gig, Bill. I'm so happy for you. Um, you deserve it, buddy. You deserve it. What's the um um? There was some other controversy. Uh, that was happening this week, and I can't. Did you just say controversy? I did. I did say controversy, and I said it on purpose. Uh, Is that West Virginia? No, that's no agenda. Uh, some okay. big, some okay. big controversy about. Um, oh, and I can't remember what it was. I, I see the the what the truck snippets come by more and more often now, um, and and Dooner and those guys usually will find uh, uh, some obscure story. Um, you know, about some nonsense in trucking. Um, uh, what other bit? Uh, Joshua, that's, Joshua, that's Prevo, not Provo. Provo is a, is a military term, <coughs> but it's Prevo. <coughs> Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. I could be I think, wrong. I've been wrong. I think before. it's, I think it is Prevo. Um, yeah. they'll start a million bucks, I think. I think that's the base price, Prevo. I saw a dude that built a, um, a he had a Peterbilt that he'd like run as his road tractor, right? And he custom built a coach out of this Peterbilt, stretched the frame out, and used a <clears throat> the top cap of a Prevo, and that's how they built yeah. it. And it it was slick. I mean, it was it was beautiful. Um, all right. What other business do we have to deal not, with? Not, we, not to change the subject. I'm looking at TikTok right now, and, and Richie has earned some kind of a badge. Now, what did he have to do no, for he's, you? To get that he point? sent. There's something you did for he you. He sent. He sent a rose, and he sent high bear. I don't even know what all this stuff means. When they send diamonds, we got three. Does that whatever that means? We got does, 309 diamonds. Um, does that mean we got to pay him more or anything? That uh, all this stuff. Uh, it's, well, it's nice, I, no, we're not. Um, I have no idea what any of that stuff means. I'm, you may, I you bear- may scare Richie. You may, you may scare Richie shitless. Huh. You want to? <laughs> Go ahead. I, I, I expect Richie to do some type of pres- a pre- a presentation at the event. Absolutely. 100%. He just that has to happen. He, whatever he had in his truck, he just swallowed it. He's home now. He took the rose back. Took the rose back. Oh, he is home right yeah, now. Yeah, well, he he delivered a load in he delivered a load in Tampa uh, today. Tampa, yeah. Tampa. He said no. Bill's from down there. Bill, have you ever heard of Tampa? Tampa, Tampa, Florida. Tampa. 
Tampa, yeah. The first time he told me his uh, the town where he lives, he said, for no season. I said, what? Thanos Assassin. <laughs> what is that? Yeah. And he and I had to spell it. I'm like, oh, Thanos Assassin. You left out like six syllables. <clears throat> yeah. Well, we've told the story about this before, but for you guys that are new TikTok guys, we hired Richie and we hired a guy named Christian who was from Colombia at the same time. South America. And we that Colombia. Yeah. Yeah. Columbus. Yeah. Yeah. That Columbia. And so <laughs> um, Chris and I were kind of talking beforehand, getting our, you know, our presentations and whatnot together and we're like you know what if this guy has a like a, a huge language barrier i mean you know chris and i neither one are necessarily you know i mean we're kind of we're kind of hillbilly too you know i said what what if he can't understand us what are we going to do you know and so we're have all these backup plans about what we're going to do we get there and christian you we you could you could understood every word he said he understood every word we said and here's this guy from from florida this you know, it's 23, 24 year old guy from Florida, and I couldn't understand a friggin' thing out of his mouth. You know, <laughs> everything he said, he had to say it two or three times. But I finally looked, I said, Richie, slow down and spell that. T A M P A. Say it, Tampa. <laughs> but anyway, he's turned out to be the poster boy. You know, he's uh, he was he was lunatic of the year last year. Got the got the big award at our awards dinner in March. Um, really, 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 really. Uh, going to be a successful guy at, a, at such a young age. And these are the things that make me really, really proud of what we do is to take somebody like that and literally change his life, mm -hmm. you know, literally change his life. And uh, we love you, Richie. William says, if you need someone to talk about wealth building and <clears throat> wealth mindset, he's available. William, we're going to have a strict dress code. Okay. No <laughs> suspenders, no shirt, no shirts that you've been rolling around in grease in. Uh, very, very strict dress code. If you come and, 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 and give a presentation, um, backstory there, William, William, William was in the program for, you know, uh, last year and he, uh, for what it, for, for his own reasons needed to stay close to home. And so he decided to get a local job and do that. But he was our, listen, he was our fuel mileage oh. champion. I mean, this guy could get in a truck. And take it from six. He well, he got in Rocky's classic that Chris drove. You know, I let Chris have this classic as a as sort of a, you know, a bonus or a you know, a, some, just something to make him happy. <laughs> um, he he liked driving this truck so much. I didn't have to paint very much because the truck you know made him so happy. But you know, that truck got five five and a half six miles a gallon at best. Mm -hmm. William gets in that thing. What what do you end up getting? Seven seven, seven three. So I high think. Sevens? Yeah, yeah seven yeah. three. That was you know, after the I mean, motor every was rebuilt, he, by the way. Every truck he got in, he increased the fuel mileage by one and a half, two miles a gallon. Every, And then when he get out of it, the next driver got in, it couldn't get anywhere close to him. So Phil used to tease him and say he turns the motor off going downhill or something, you know. But anyway, he uh, just goes to show you the driver has a lot to do with fuel mileage, a lot. Yeah, well, we've got, and, and, we've and got I, two now. I don't want to brag about that. Yeah, yeah, we got – listen, we got um, – you know, the majority of our fleet, you know, we had, uh, we got 11 drivers now. I think seven or eight of them last week uh, did seven plus. We had a couple of nines, an eight or so. Um, and the only changes, though, guys, and those trucks are the drivers, the drivers. So, um, listen, thank you. Congratulations for doing a good job. And that will make you a ton of money in your lifetime if you can continue to get fuel mileage like that in your own trucks at some point in time. So, 
Billy Built on YouTube says, I had a guy tell me he's going to rent a Penske truck to get started. Well, it's only $700 per week. He says, maybe y'all can tell me some, tell me what to tell him. That's a dumb move. Listen, don't ever argue with idiots. They'll drag you down to their level and beat you with experience. You can't fix stupid. Um, they, they will, um, they like to waller in that mud. If he can't use a calculator and he thinks that that is the thing to do, there's nothing you're going to do to change his mind. Um, you know, because, you know, you're just not, you know, and if you do, he's going to hold it against you. You know, yeah, you robbed me from an opportunity I could have done. Yeah, I saved your little ass what I did. But no, I absolutely not. Absolutely not. I, I can't think of a worse can't think of a worse idea. Rent a truck and come to Landstar. Hmm. Well, you can't come. Well, the, the worst part is probably he's planning on renting a truck from Penske and getting his own numbers because you can't rent a truck and bring it to Landstar. So that's true. Yeah, that's true. I mean, my God, $2,800 a month uh, to do what our trucks will do that are paid for, that we pay $15,000 for, you know? And he'll, and he'll be bitching about how he can't make any money with these rates. Yeah, well, for for those of you on YouTube and Facebook, if you're not on TikTok, we've been putting out some good content over there about um, things that we've encountered, uh, you know, with alternators and and drive angles and and, and thrust angles. Um, that there's some really good content over there that's actually been received very well, uh, and I'm going to keep making some more of that. Um, <clears throat> Unlike most of our contact content that gets highly <laughs> criticized. We had, I, I said this one today, some guy called him a, what do you call you? Uh, oh, it was a Facebook comment. Um, I don't even remember, you know, it's just, it was just kind of a, what an idiot moment for yeah, me. Yeah. You know, I've always been amazed that, you know, having grown up in West Virginia, um, we get a lot of criticism for being you know uneducated hillbillies um and i and the first time i started traveling you know when i was 21 driving a truck the <clears throat> number of people that i would run into that didn't even know that west virginia was a state <laughs> you know uh oh i got i got family near richmond well that's in east virginia okay this is west virginia it's a it's it's one of the 50 states um do what? Yeah. And East Virginia. But, but to tell uh, you know, to to look down upon us um when I have to to the 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 bigotry that I have experienced um because of the geographical location of my mother's birth canal on the day that I was born. Um, and they just completely judge, oh, well, you're from West Virginia or you're from Kentucky, or you're from there. That means da da da. And then they, you know, it's absolute bigotry. Um, of course, it's always people from California and New York and, you know, um, you know, it's that kind, don't it's know nothing. Like They've agent, never been to like agents that have these thick Eastern, Eastern, uh, European accents, you know, they can't yeah. be legit. I mean, listen to <laughs> talk, you know, their freight must not be, well, they don't even know where Florida is, you know. Or the real, we don't know where the real Georgia is. They know where one is over there, but they don't really know where Atlanta is. <clears throat> but yeah, bigotry is um, is rampant. Um, well, you guys are um, awfully you guys are awfully tame tonight. There's no, 
nobody's yeah. threatening us. There's nobody talking about any kind of controversial stuff. I mean, dang, this is going to get. I'm going to go to sleep here in a minute. I'm going to start drinking, I guess. So yeah, even TikTok's being quiet. Usually TikTok's rocking and rolling about yeah, this time of day. I, I guess because we started late, and I probably bored everybody with all my technical inabilities. But uh, well, he'll be in. Uh, you'll be in Chicago again next weekend. So. Yeah, but we'll have the kinks worked out by then. So yeah, because by then we'll have done a couple <laughs> of TikTok lives, and we'll have all this thing straightened out. Um, well, I, you know, just just an economic discussion. It, it's so interesting. Um, when my wife and I got married, we went to Best Buy and bought a computer, and I don't even remember what we paid for it, but it was probably a thousand dollars. It had a forty gig hard drive. And it had 512 megabit, megabytes of RAM and and ran Windows, right? And at the time, in 2004, I'd never had a computer in my life until then. Um, but that was kind of a big deal, you know. And, you know, of course, now the phones have gotten faster and faster and faster with more storage and and and, and more capability. And as I was trying to figure out how to make this TikTok thing work, you know, I had tried, um, there's this cross platform app and you, you load it up on your computer, on your Mac and it'll run windows machines, but windows programs, but it was just clunky and difficult. And so I had an old windows machine sitting here and I thought, well, maybe I could upgrade the Ram or put a video card or something in it. So I'm perusing Amazon and looking at this stuff and, um, <clears throat> I find this computer 16 gigs of RAM, 128 gigs solid state drive, two terabyte hard drive, a big processor, a, a video card with four gigs of RAM for $239. You know, it's it's Amazon renewed, but I mean, it comes, it's got like a week or nine, I think it's got a 90 day warranty on it. Um, but the, I mean, the, the idea of what we spend, um, now for this technology a couple years ago we bought a new television and i think it was like 250 bucks and i was showing the kids i pulled up an old best buy ad i found on the internet from 2009 and a television with less capability than what we paid for 250 dollars at walmart was 2500 dollars in 2009 and i wish we could we should we could have that perspective of thinking that of realizing that things that are not regulated get faster, better, and cheaper, and things that are regulated get slower and more expensive over time. You know, yep. but we can't seem to connect our brains together because we watch too much television. Um, <clears throat> nuts and bolts on YouTube asks. Well, uh, there's two questions. I, I missed that's the first one. Hang that's, on, that's got to be a, that's got to be somebody pulling our chain. There's no way. What are your What are your thoughts on lease purchase? Can you take a lease purchase to Landstar? Well, let's start with our thoughts on lease purchase. Larry Long, you have the floor. By the way, there's an episode called Larry Long Unleashed where we got a hold of a lease purchase contract for a major carrier. Go watch that. Well, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm, I'm kind of tired of, of, of making this speech. Uh, let me just say this. Get yourself a calculator. 
We call it the BSE 9000, Bullshit Eliminator 9000. And do the math, okay? Read the contract. If you don't understand the contract, get a copy of it and take it to an attorney. <coughs> now, I'll tell you right now, they won't give you a copy. They won't let it leave the room. That should tell you something. If you do take it to an attorney, he'll tell you you're nuts for signing it. And um, so that should start out what we think about lease purchase, okay? Uh, it is indentured servitude. Um, it is a marriage that there's no real divorce. And it is, um, it's a way for you to make less than, than a company driver working for a fleet and have all the responsibility for taking care of the truck. And one out of a bunch will actually complete it because they're just hard workers. But they end up paying triple for the truck. They end up having no um, safeguards about whether or not they'll ever get the title of the truck. And if you just look at all the things that are against you and you still decide to do that, then you have to look in your mirror and go, why am I this desperate? Why is it that I want to do this so bad that I will sign all of these rights and privileges and, 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 um, and guarantees away? Um, so I'm going to leave it at that because if you're smart enough to look into it, you ought to be smart enough to be able to look at it and decide if it's something you should do. Uh, as far as coming to Landstar, yes, there's a lot of people that lease trucks that come to Landstar. But let me give you a number. 38.7% of people who come to Landstar uh, leave, uh, leave in the first year. My guess is that 100% of those lease trucks are from Landstar. That's not an official number. That's my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, I, I, if, you, if you want, you asked what I think about it, I think it's the worst idea. Um, there are very few things in life that you can say never and not have to eat the words. Here's one of them. Never, ever ever lease a truck from a trucking company that's going to give you freight. Now, leasing it from a leasing company still is not good, but it's at least one step better because they don't control your revenue, and you could take it and go somewhere else if you're not happy. You lease a truck from a carrier, you can't take it anywhere else. And um, just do your homework. Uh, let, let this be your warning that you should proceed with a great amount of caution. And this is about as calm as I've ever given this speech. <laughs> so our, our new driver, Barbara, uh, Chris, we're going to need to talk about this epoxy job. So I, I, I repaired, uh, somebody backed into a truck, uh, the truck she's driving and knocked a headlight housing loose. And so I, I fixed it. Now, Barb, here's your, uh, here's your assignment. I want you to call the Freightliner dealer on Monday and I want them to ask you, I want you to ask them, how much does that headlight housing cost? <clears throat> and then when you get that number, we'll get out some more epoxy <laughs> and we'll fix that headlight again. Um, yeah. So here I, I've been hearing this going around. Wesley on YouTube says, do you have the latest LS retention rate? Landstar retention rate. I heard quote, Landstar lost 3,500 last month. I hear this. I don't know where this metric is coming from, and it's very likely that it could be completely manufactured out of thin air. Um, but if you just look at what the overall market is doing, it's probably not a stretch. Um, it, it's one of those things that I don't have any way of proving where it came from, but it sounds good enough that it probably is 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 true yeah. 
let me put it in perspective. <laughs> when I came to Landstar in 2012, 2013, whatever it was, there were but right at 11, there were 10,000 some, close to 11,000 BCOs. So now, now I know that at our peak in 2021, that number had grown to somewhere close to 14,000. So if you think about that, you know, losing 30, losing 3,000 or 3,500 really just gets us back to where we were, you know, a few years ago. Now, I don't know if it's true. I probably can find out uh, unofficially uh, in August. I'm going to Reno for a few days after the event to both recover and conduct some business. And uh, I'll be with the Landstar folks. And it might be that I could do a little G2 and come up with that number. Um, I probably won't be able to quote any sources. Um, but I, I can get you get a good idea about it. I'm pretty sure uh, I, it wouldn't surprise me. I know the number of agents is also down. The agents topped it, and we probably can get this number at the at the event from 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 um, Scott and Debbie. But I think our agents topped out about 1,400, and mm -hmm. I, I hear that they're now down to about 1,100. So I don't, it, it's look, it's it's it is what it is. Who cares? I mean, it's capacity's capacity. It's got to go away. You know, a lot of agents come to Landstar thinking that they're going to make big money, just like VCOs do. They find out it's hard work, you know. Right. Um, the agents that come to Landstar that don't work hard are the ones that everybody hates uh, because they just copy and paste loads off the low board, and everybody gets frustrated with that. They don't understand how to use that to their advantage, so they just bitch about it. But that person's not making very much money, okay? The only way you make money at Landstar as an agent is go get you some customers and find somebody to hold the freight. That's the very that's the very difficult part, um, but uh, it wouldn't surprise me. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't rule it out, but I wouldn't necessarily go around <laughs> and spread that number because I have no way of, of verifying it. And a lot of people think that we are Landstar representatives. Let me just say again, we are not. We have we have we are leased to Landstar like every other BCO. Our agreement is no more no less than the other fourteen thousand, eleven thousand, however many there are. Uh, or no less you know we have a good relationship and we have built relationships with people at landstar uh, but i cannot I, i'm not ronnie Hedden, okay i don't have the inside track like he does evidently uh, i don't speak for landstar uh, i don't even recommend that people go to landstar uh, it's not for everybody it's not for most people um, but it is an excellent opportunity if you don't need a support system you're a business person, and you know how to use a calculator, and you know how to build relationships. It's an excellent thing. Am I going? Yes, I'm going. Dave, I'm going to BCO Days in Reno. Yes, I'm going to be there. So, so <clears throat> Spilly Build asks on YouTube, "What are y'all's thoughts on Walmart company driving? Starting pay is a hundred thousand average. Average is 120. You can go up to one forty if you're hustling. Well, <clears throat> my opinion." which is, you know, based on my, on, on my thoughts, I have no desire to be an employee, nor does Larry, right? I can make it if, you know, if for whatever reason we decided to shut Blue Ribbon down and I had to go to work driving a truck, I would get a lunatic truck and I would make 150 to 200 as an owner-operator um, and not have to work for a giant corporation like that um, because I don't, I don't, I don't do real, do real, I don't do well with bullshit rules. Um, and, and giant corporations have lots of those. I don't, I mean, but, <clears throat> and not everybody's going to be in business, you know, um, not everybody should be in business. There's lots of people that, um, 
aren't going to have the the discipline and the perspective to be in business and make the decisions that it takes to stay in business. Um, but certainly there wouldn't be anything wrong with going to Walmart and getting a Walmart job. If you want to work for a corporation, be an employee and make pretty good money, you know? Yeah. Um, let me give you, let me give you my angle on that. Okay. First of all, I, I've never worked for, I don't, I don't know anybody has. I have heard that they're very regimented. You have to wear a uniform. You know, a lot of truck yep. drivers don't like this because they don't like being told what to do, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like being in the Brown army or being in the green army, either one, you have to do things the way they want you to do it. But I'm going to tell you this. Okay, if you could get a job driving a truck and making $110,000 and, and, and you don't have any money saved and you want to get in business, dude, I would, I would run to that because I know that in that situation, I probably could live on half that and save fifty grand a year for a couple of years and then have the ability to put myself in business and not go into debt, I'd mm-hmm. be all over that stink on shit, you know, <laughs> because... That is one of the best opportunities, and I understand. You know, and then Walmart's—they're—they're they're a big company, not just tr- fleet-wise, but company-wise. I'm sure there's lots of benefits. I'm sure there's lots of bullshit to put up with. But listen, to to, to be able to go and I mean, because everybody talks about <coughs> how they can't make any money in trucking, there's a place you can make money, and 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 then go over there and be like Dave Ramsey and eat on beans and rice for a year and save your money, and in a couple of years you've got a bunch of money. Then you can go do what you want to do. With. That's what I would do. Uh, somebody mm-hmm. asked earlier, if you're getting out of CDL school, where can you go and get your experience? If Walmart will hire you out of CDL school, I would go there uh, because I think it's a genuine opportunity. Now, I, I may be totally wrong. It might, it might suck out loud, but by God, I give them a shot, you know? Yeah. Well, the thing about these big corporations, Speaking though, of shot, by the way. Oh, he's got one. Need... <clears throat> uh, Jefferson's Reserve. My son um, knows exactly what to do for me here. So, I am uh, one of the one of the things everybody. that makes working for these big corporations easy is they're pretty predictable. You know, they have a system. If you'll learn how to operate their system, however it works, um, you you can you can make money. I did it at Schneider. Hell, I did it at Swift. Um, you just have to go in and figure out. Number one, you're not going to change that corporation. You're not going to change how they do business. You're not going to change how they do anything. But if you go in there and learn how their system works and figure out how to make that system work best for you, you're going to be fine. The only thing that I would avoid when, if coming out of school um, is I would try my absolute best to find a company that has manual transmissions that will train you on a manual and let you drive a manual, but they're getting harder to find because these, these big carriers, they want robots. You know, and they want to be able to drag anybody off the street and put them in a truck. Um, and of course, they want to make them captive slaves that have that restriction on their license. Um, but you know, get you pay for your school, pay cash for it, find a company that'll train you on a manual and drive manual transmissions. Because if you're going to be an owner operator, you're going to be driving a manual. Um, that that's just that's just a fact. Um, automatics are too risky. Um, they have too much risk for a new business. Now, I mean, I've drove a couple of these automatics and dude, from, from the first one I drove in 2000 at us express to what they are now, I mean, man, they're slick, you know, and, and at 47, I, I kind of enjoyed not shifting gears, you know, but 
for a new business, you've got to manage risk. That's one. It's, 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 you know, obviously you've got to raise revenue and lower expenses, but you've also got to manage risk and having an automatic truck, um, is, uh, an unacceptable amount of risk for a new business, uh, now, especially yeah. the trucks that we're buying. Let, let me qualify that. <clears throat> I understand something. Our audience who we're talking to right now are people that are contemplating becoming owner operators and buying their first truck. Now, if you're an, if you're, if you're an established business person and you've got the money and you can, you, you know, you can take the risk on automatic, not putting you out of business by all means, but buy whatever you want. That's not what we're saying. Cause, cause the trolls are going to be there, Chris. Oh, you said you couldn't make any money unless you drive a van. That's not what we said. The first mm -hmm. truck you own as a new owner operator should not be an automatic. And because of that, you should not come to see out of CDL school with an automatic restriction for that very reason. Now, let me go back and talk about the guys who are talking about now Walmart. You have to work every day. There's too many rules. You only get off one day a week. Let me explain something to you. <clears throat> Understand what we're doing this for, okay? If you want to be in a club, go go and join a club. But if, you're, if you want to make money, serious money, then you're going to have to work five or six or seven days a week. You're going to have rules, you know? Let me remind you how I got in this business. I was 55 years old. When I did a FedEx run that, that I ran six nights a week for four and a half years, okay, almost 4,000 miles a week on an ELD, but at the end of that time, I put a million dollars in the bank. Now, would I go back and do it today? No, but I did it then because I wanted the million dollars. Now, I, got, I went there, I put the blinders on, I got it done. That's what I'm talking about going to Walmart. I'm not going, saying going to Walmart and retire. I'm saying go to Walmart, make this money, save this money, and then mm -hmm. use that to, to, as, as, to bootstrap your business. And now you're going into business with money, not debt. And yeah, you're going to have, look, when you buy a truck, you're going to work six days a week. You might work seven days a week. You might work eight if there was an eighth day a week. Because you got to do what you got to do to make your business succeed. Mm -hmm. And it, it's not about counting how many days. It's about what, what do I have to do to make this work. So all this is part of maturing in business and that's the biggest problem people have when they buy trucks they don't understand that that truck comes with a title well unless you're lease person then it comes with bullshit <laughs> but then you have to do what you have to do to keep that business open and sometimes that means you've got to work six days a week doesn't it chris yep you know? listen so, i'm 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 24 7 365 you know i don't i don't really i don't really get days off you know, uh, nor does Larry. I mean, if something happens, we're, we're on perpetual call for forever, you know, and you know, I, I have a good life, you know, but I've been a business since 1977 guys. Okay. And I, I had a side hustle. My business was a side hustle from 77 to 89 before I went full time in business. I had, I had a job and a business, a job and two businesses. Most of that time <laughs> I get it. I understand. But now, you know, I'm, you know, I, 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 I can do what I want to do. But back then I had to do what I had to do. And that's the difference. You know, you guys, the, the, to be successful in business, you, first of all, your heart's got to be in your business and your business has got to be in your heart, number one. And number two, you have to understand that that's a, that is a, you just brought a baby in this world and you have to nurture and feed it. And, and, and it, it, it decides when you're going to take off and when you're not. Doesn't it, Chris? It decides when you're going to have to jump in a truck and, uh, and, and go get a, 
uh, rescue a truck on a weekend yep. you had no idea you're going to do that because that's what it takes to survive in business and surviving in business is very 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 um um i mean it, it's, it's very rewarding but you have to understand there's a price that you pay but there's also a price you pay for not doing that you just got to choose which one you'd rather pay yep well and let, so let this always comes up let's talk about warranty for a minute um i was up at the shop today and there's a truck up there um that is got emissions problems it's a cascadia and they're having to work with some warranty company and it's a nightmare you know it's not not only for all the bs that they have to go through because every step they do a step and then they have to send that to the warranty company and then the warranty company approves the next step and then they do the next step and they're back and forth and back and forth if the technician was just allowed to just go fix the truck it probably would have been running in two days and we've seen time and time and time again where trucks sit around losing four or five thousand dollars a week waiting on warranty approval everybody in the dealership world hates work warranty because warranty I mean, you talk about slavery. Um, they hate working on warranty. So while it is um, a, some form of protection, um, I've seen over and over again the times where if you just had the money to pay for it, um, you, you'd be rolling in a day or two. you know. But I've, I've literally seen trucks sit three and four months waiting on warranty approval. Well, you know, and and course in these cases since guys with truck payments well what are you it's a trade-off okay either you're going to pay your truck payment for three months while they're waiting to fix it or waiting on approval or waiting on parts or you're going to pay for the repair um and you know with our trucks with lunatic trucks i mean the absolute most you can spend on one's about 20 grand that's to put a motor in it you know but everything else I can generally get fixed at a TA over the weekend. Um, you know, so <laughs> it's, it's just not to me, warranty is absolutely meaningless, absolutely meaningless. And I, it's and, not going to make a determined. The biggest reason is because it doesn't pay you for lost revenue. That's the biggest thing, right? The lost revenue far exceeds the cost of repair. Okay. I don't care what it is. Transmission engine, whatever it is, when you get done, if you've written a check for the repairs, you'd have made it back in a couple of weeks in revenue. Okay? Yep. You can't make the revenue back. And now you've had a double loss. You've also lost the revenue. And now you also, um, you know, have got to Because the warranty's not going to pay for everything. Warranties are in business to make money. All right? Mm -hmm. So, um, it's, it's, it's a, again, guys, get out the calculator. Whatever that warranty costs, put that money <laughs> in the bank. Okay? The, these warranties cost $8,000 or more. If you just put that money in the bank and let it be there when you need it. And now you don't, we, listen, we, Chris told a story the other day about one of his drivers that he, that he mentors that lost a transmission. Hell, the guy in the truck was sitting a month in the shop for almost two months waiting on a, a warranty approval, you mm -hmm. know, that put him out of business, literally put him out of business. So warranties yep. are useless. They're absolutely useless. Um, somebody said something about RKY. RKY is an agency, and they recruit BCOs. Now, I use the word recruit because I want you to understand what I'm saying. My lips are moving. If I'm a recruiter, what's that mean? 
I can tell you right now from 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 a reliable source, my number of thirty eight point seven percent of first time on our first time or excuse me, Landstar drivers in the first year fail. That number you can take to the bank. Twenty five percent. I have no idea where that came. Well, twenty five percent of fourteen thousand is exactly thirty five hundred. So if somebody's what's, taking what's that number, what's seven percent of fourteen hundred? Fourteen thousand times point three eight fifty four There's your number. All right. There's so Wesley, number. Wesley says a reman DD fifteen is forty three thousand. Would you wager three thousand dollars for a warranty? No. Number one, I can tell you that we can rebuild a DD-15 for 25K. I just watched it happen. Now, unfortunately, it took two months because we couldn't find the rocker shaft assembly. And they looked and looked and looked and looked and looked. And there were not dealers our, that had not it on our the, truck. Not, not our, our truck. truck. It was I was at Chris's shop. This driver literally lived, literally, in the bay for two months waiting on parts for this DD-15. Um, but it was rebuilt, new cylinder kits, new head, new everything for twenty five grand. We can rebuild a Series sixty for about thirteen five, probably fifteen. Yeah. By the time you throw in everything, I can rebuild a Series sixty for fifteen. I can rebuild a DD fifteen for twenty five, and we can rebuild that Series sixty <coughs> Series sixty over a weekend, right? <clears throat> and literally, because we've Let got me say the that again. We can rebuild it for 13, 12, 13, 14 grand over a weekend. Right. So now let's talk about risk. Why do we not have DD 15s? There you go. Well, Chris and I were talking um, yesterday because a guy called low oil pressure and, and the guy started the conversation with, look, I'm broke. Okay. I, I am broke. I'm out of money, you know, cause this truck has sucked all the life out of him. And he said, I got low oil pressure. And Chris says, well, it, you know, it's a DD 15. You got low oil pressure. It's the pickup tubes and oil pan. I can probably fix it for $1,500, Right. So, uh, they towed it in and, and before it got there, he said, well, look, uh, I, cause I asked about the bearings, you know, and he said, man, I've never seen one. He said, I've seen them come in here with five pounds of oil pressure and never had damaged bearings. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, well, this one shows up locked up tight. I mean, it, it, it will not move nothing. Um, and within a couple of hours, dude had a rental car, had a company driver job and was gone. So who knows how long that truck's going to sit there. Now the bank offered for Chris to buy it. And he's like, no, I don't think so. Um, <clears throat> uh, now this is a good point. Um, with the DD, you have to pull the motor since it has a rear gear drive assembly. That is true. <clears throat> but just like with the Detroit, with this, with a Series 60 that is a front gear, we don't always do the bull gear. We do the bull gear when it's necessary. Um, and we've only, well, we've done two. We've done two bull gears since I've been here. Um, but, you know, you don't necessarily have, but, okay. I mean, we've got cranes and stuff there. We we could pull the hood and the and the radiator and stuff off of it and yank the motor out and put a, a rear gear in it. I'm I'm going to I, I'd probably check into this, but I'm going to assume it's probably not much different than a Series 60. That a bull gear is probably going to cost you two grand. So now we're at 27 plus some more labor. We might be at I 30. I don't know if I I don't know about that, Chris. Putting a head gasket on it, the parts are so expensive. 
I, well, I, but I that was at a Detroit shop. That was at a Detroit shop too. Well, you know, yeah, but still. Um, here's a question I want to address, Chris. It's on TikTok. Zachary, okay. something. Uh, <coughs> what percentage do you guys setting back for escrow? Let let's let's discuss that. Okay, when you say escrow, I'm sure you're talking about a maintenance account or a reserve account for the unexpected, expected. It never, it's not supposed to come. Uh, here's where knowing your cost of operation is critical because the only way you can answer that is know what your average uh, repair expenditures are divided by the number of miles you drive in a year. So you, you have to know, okay, well, I've spent, pick a number, $20,000 this year, okay? Well, divide your miles into that. That's what you that's what you spent per mile on maintenance. Now, if there's anything in there that's what we call a one-off, or a, or a major repair that's only going to happen once every four or five years, like an in-frame or something like that, then you pull that out. But historically, with our trucks in my operation, that number for us is 15 cents a mile. Paid mile. Paid mile, not, not all miles. But that's my number. That's not your number. The only way you know your number is to have the numbers, know the numbers, keep the numbers, find the numbers, analyze the numbers, and figure out what you spend typically in a year for maintenance or repairs. Divide that by the number of miles that you drive, and that's what you should be putting back every week in an account uh, for a saving for escrow. Now, if you don't use it, you could write yourself a little check at the end of the year and take a little vacation. You could roll it over and save it to next year. But that's what I do is, uh, is 15% of paid miles. Now, I will be, I'll be honest with you, I, and, and please don't take this the wrong way, but I'm not in a situation now where I necessarily have to save for <coughs> escrow. Uh, you know, I, I can afford to pay whatever happens. But, you know, I promised Chris whenever we started this thing, that I was not going to use personal money in our in this business. It's only it's got to, it was going to have to finance itself. But it's at the point now where it's financed itself to the point where even now I don't necessarily escrow every week because we got we got enough money. Yeah. Well, he's he says it's only been a BCO since June second. So how would you estimate? Well, you just get, at start this keep, point, start it, keeping the numbers. Okay? I mean, yeah, you you only got June second. You know, you you're just gonna. First of all, I would. What kind of car? What kind of vehicle is? It? Let's start with that. Do we know that? Uh, I don't, but he can tell. So here's what I would tell you to do. I would save, 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 save everything you can. Have ten grand. If you've got ten grand cash, and you have access, and you're and you're running hard, and you've got good settlements. Landstar is probably good for another 10 in a Landstar loan, which is going to cover most about anything that happens if you got the right truck. Now, if you've got the wrong truck, you know, it's a different story. 2016 W9 with the oh, ISX 15. Well, yeah. Well, in that case, you just should, you should say you should eat, you should eat one meal every week and then put the, everything else you make in, in savings and you're going to need it. So, and your fuel bill is going to eat up most of that. So, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. No, what's no, your no. What's your fuel mileage, Zachary? I'd love to know that. Real fuel mileage. Um. Uh, something came up. Oh, it was on when I was looking at Pittsburgh Power today. Uh, Steve Cron was up there, and uh, they had a picture of his truck on their Facebook page, and I was showing it to a guy. I was sitting beside, and I said, "You know, that truck's got a." like lifetime average of 1.3 million miles of like 9.6, you 
you know, and he was just jaw dropped up and he's like, are you serious? And I said, yeah, you know, but he's invested, you know, in a 2001 international, um, that's obviously been paid for for a very long time with a lifetime average of almost 10 miles per gallon. Um, <clears throat> you know, which I think if I remember right, Zach is the platform guy. I don't think he's pulling a van with that W nine. So when you're pulling platform W nine versus another truck, doesn't really matter. Um, well, again, you know, not knowing anything more about it. If you've been at Landstar since June, how, I don't know how long you've been in business before that. But you need to save every penny you can save until you've got money in the bank, until you're comfortable. And uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't spend a penny. I'd save everything you make. Um, and I so, would, I would listen. I would be squeezing every penny I could squeeze. Uh, if you're getting six and a half, get seven and a half. Okay. And um, yeah, I mean, if you, you drive sure, it right, you, you, you should have some. You should be able to get seven. You have out some of that exposure truck. in that truck. You have now some listen, exposure in that truck. Do not listen to anything Randy says about tires, okay? You know, because Randy's got a lead foot and shitty tires, and he doesn't care. So just make sure you don't listen to anything Randy says about tires. Listen to what we tell you about tires. Does he Does he know Randy? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he knows Randy. Okay. Well, yeah. Don't listen to me about oil changes either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Spilly built on YouTube. The month of June, I improved my MPG from 7.2 to 8.0 by following y'all's tips. And I pull reefer, uh, average 70,000 average gross weight when light. I get up into the nines. Very good. Well, Zachary, what you need on your W9 is you need really good tires. You need an OPS so you'll stop throwing away good, good oil every 10,000 miles. And you need to get some good tires on it. Uh, you need a scan gauge. You probably need fleet air filters. And I bet we could get that truck over seven probably seven seven and a half well we need we need you to learn how to drive for fuel <clears throat> yeah <clears throat> so yep you're number one you're you're the you'll be the one that makes a difference uh another thing west what you need to do is you need to come down to west virginia august 19th to 20th and let us teach you how to make money with that truck i think okay. he's in west virginia if he's the guy i'm thinking of i think he's in west virginia so it'd be easy for well, him he to has come. no excuse yeah August 19th and 20th in Hurricane, West Virginia. Two days and three nights yeah. with Chris and the uh, Lunatic Gang. We'll teach everything that we talk about on this podcast in great detail and answer questions and meet with you one-on-one -on, -one on the side of the room. or Whatever you need to do, we're there to share what we know about running a profitable business. You know, and uh, <coughs> I got 40-some years, 47 years of business experience. Chris has got 27 years of driving experience and uh, we put that together and we're a pretty powerful team to give you advice. And uh, now you may not like what we say and that's fine. You don't have to, obviously you can do what you want, but we will tell you with no ulterior motive what we think you should be doing to be profitable and stay in business in 2023 and beyond. Um, and it really, I'll tell you right now the secret. I'm going to let it out right now. It all comes down to cost per mile. You have to understand what it costs you to drive that truck for one mile, whether it's hauling freight or going to Walmart. And how do we get that as low as you possibly can? Because the lower you get that number, the more freight's available for you to haul. And it doesn't matter what the rate is. We make money at a buck fifty-nine. Okay? If you don't understand that, we'll explain that to you. 
So, no, Dave Ramsey is not the special guest. <clears throat> we'd have to we'd have to quadruple the price to get. We probably even then couldn't no. get him. So, oh, I I looked into his entree leadership because I you know it's Jordan Peterson and all these people, and it was like five thousand dollars or something. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Right. Ours is pretty cheap compared to that. And if you register between now and midnight. It's a hundred bucks off for the registration and ten bucks off for the room. So I should be looking at my email here in a few minutes, and I should be seeing lots of emails, people saving one hundred ten bucks. You got an hour and, after all, hour and thirty seven minutes. We're all about saving money here, right? You need this information. You could save one hundred ten bucks by doing it now, and uh, there's no time like the present. Don't put it off. Do it now. My little pony on YouTube. Uh, thoughts on T660 glider with Series 60, 12, 7, 18 speed, 308 rear pulling van, heaviest is 25,000 in a box. I'm not a big glider guy. Um, and, and I'm saying that from the position of a fleet manager and a love in his heart and a, and a maintenance coordinator. Okay. Um, now I don't know what it's like for, for PyCar, but with Freightliner, um, if you want to call the Steelership and speak to the amoeba at the parts counter and you need parts for your truck, they can't do anything without a VIN number. Well, with Freightliner, if that truck didn't come with something from the factory, there's no record, right? So like we had a glider, it was a Schneider glider. It came with an engine, but not transmission or rear ends. So if I needed a U-joint, if I needed a, a brake chamber, if I needed a slack adjuster, they have no idea. They're completely blind because that part of the of the build sheet is blank. There's nothing there. And I found with the Schneider glider, at least because it had a motor, it had a they had access to a lot of the really important parts like AC lines and a dryer and a compressor and a fan belt and you know that kind of stuff. I can't imagine what kind of nightmare it would be if they built a truck with no engine and then I need an air conditioning line, you know, cause drivers are not real big fans of driving without air conditioning. Um, so they want that fixed right now. Okay. Well, I can't find the line because the dealership can't tell me what lines on it because the glider company that built it, put the AC lines on it, the condenser, the radiator, all that stuff, you know? So, <clears throat> I'm anti-glider from a very practical standpoint. Uh, yes, you get a better cab, a newer cab, and, and yeah, you can have some of the nice, more convenient things um, in a truck with, with an older engine. Um, but from a practicality standpoint, and the fact that there was a bunch of glider builders that were building some junk, um, no thanks. Now, a Schneider glider, I'll take a Schneider glider all day. Um you know, cause they were all built exactly the same. Uh, and they came with engines, you know, I can figure out transmissions, U joints, brake chambers and all that stuff. That's not a big deal. Um, but man, if you get one without a motor and that build sheet's blank, it's going to be a nightmare to find parts. And especially if you need them in a hurry. So not a big glider guy. Um, McClay on YouTube. I think what makes or breaks an owner operator is finding a good shop and I haven't found one yet. Well, we have found a good shop. Um, they're not perfect. No shop is, 
but the one thing that I can say about Cam Service Center and Dunbar is um, they have integrity, you know, and if something goes wrong, they'll fix it. Uh, their rates are fair, and they generally get us in and out quickly, as quick as they can, you know, given parts availability. Um, but a lot of it's just networking. I mean, I'm telling you right now, I've had more luck over the last two years, three years of just picking somebody at random on Google, you know, yep. uh, there's That's Google reviews, you know, you, you can, you can see there. And, and so maybe you just need to Google in your area or an area that you get through often and find one of these mobile guys that's got a truck and a trailer and doesn't have a shop. Uh, but those guys are flexible, you know, Hey man, I'm coming through and I need a, I need to replace my, my, whatchamacallit. Okay. Well, you know, um, sure. Come on through and I'll have it, you know? And then the other thing is <clears throat> learn as learn to do as much as you can, like nuts and bolts says, you know, um, being able to do little things, um, can save you a lot of money. Um, what are you doing? I got to plug my phone up because I'm getting ready to lose it. Give me just oh, a okay. second. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, the stuff that I have learned over the last couple of years watching Carl, you know, um, you know, I'm not ready to do any engine rebuilds yet, but I've learned so much from guys like Rocky, um, teaching me as they go and then sometimes just digging in and doing it myself. Um, but the number of people that I'm just shocked and, and I go, well, do, do you have a screwdriver? Do you have a socket set? No, I don't have any tools, you know, but look, if you're going to be an owner operator, you, you, you better run on down to Harbor freight and spend you about $500 and get you all kinds of tools. Uh, there's so many things that can be saved, uh, if you learn how to do them yourself and there's lots of stuff you can do yourself that's not all that difficult you don't have to have specialty tools and you don't have to have a lift and you don't have all, all that stuff there's a lot of stuff you can do on your own um and that's that's why i'm making some of these youtube videos i've got one about finished um and i've got some more to record so you'll get to see some of that and i've these tiktoks that i've been doing have been really you know doing well so <clears throat> Well, it looks like his battery's not going to die after all. Okay. I'll save your day. Well, we've been, we've been live on TikTok for two hours and 20 minutes, and we're hitting the two-hour mark on YouTube. So I think I'm going to go ahead and mention our sponsor again, Pittsburgh Power. Um, let them know that you heard about them on the Blue Ribbon Podcast. We are stocking distributors of Max Mileage Fuelborne Catalyst and the OPS system. And uh, excuse me, gosh, this sign stuff's killing me. And you have one hour and 31 minutes left to use code lunatic and get $100 off of your admission to the reset your mindset 2023 live event. Let me put that back up on TikTok where y'all can see it. Oh man. There we go. Um, code lunatic gets you hundred dollars off. If you sign up before midnight tonight, you get $10 off your room at the Wingate. So you guys come and check us out. If you're, if you're new to blue ribbon, um, uh, go to the website, blue ribbon logistics.com 
and click on the Masterclass 2023. It explains our whole program, everything that we do and how we do it. Uh, we got some trucks coming available. Um, we've got three or four in the pipeline that we're working on. Probably, probably have them ready about the time of the event. So um, you've got time to get through the gauntlet of Landstar qualification. So send us an email, go to the website, um, go to the drive for us tab, fill out the form. We'll set up an interview and we'll talk to you and see if you're a fit for the program. So you got anything else to add? <coughs> yep, I, I think, uh, I think we've covered it all again. I apologize for being late, um, but it's all good. Um, we need to, we guys need to see you, uh, in August. Okay. Uh, it's a shame that you have the opportunity to come and learn how to stay in business and you don't spend a few bucks to learn how to do it and you become a statistic when you had a chance to learn. Um, Chris and I do this because we love teaching. Um, and the, what we do on the podcast is a fraction of what we do there. And the, the networking and the personal you know, contact, uh, You'll learn as much from everybody else that's there as you learn from Chris and I. And um, start your ne start your networking. We're going to have everybody that comes there is going to have a shop that they like. It does this and does that. You got to start sharing <coughs> each other. You know, one of the things that I love about being in the CMC for all those years is that I have a network to this day in my phone of people that I can call, and I know the information is reliable. I know what they tell me is going to be something I can count on. I know, you know, it, it's, a, it's a lifelong set of, of friends that that you need, like the guy said, in this business, you got to have a good shop. Well, you got to have good shops. you got to have good people. You get, you know, look at my cell phone, and I've got Bruce Mallinson's cell phone number. I've got, you know, all these people that I've come in contact with over the years at these events. And now they're people that we, we listen, we have, a, we have a truck at Pittsburgh Power right now that Chris mm -hmm. put his hair out trying to fix. Up there, they, a couple of days, they found the problem, you know? Um, and that's through our relationship with Pittsburgh Power. So building relationships is what it's all about, not just with customers, but with, you know, other people that can help you with information and help you with uh, problem solving and help you with business. And, you know, one thing you'll find when you come is we will, we will find your weakness and we will illustrate to you what that weakness is. And you can make your deci decision if you want to address that weakness or co continue to ignore it. So, um, but that's on you. So anyway, uh, everybody have a good week. I'm, I guess Chris will be doing a couple of lives this week, you think? Or? Yeah, yeah, I'll do some TikTok lives this week. Okay. Uh, if, if not, you guys will see us on YouTube next Friday. I will be on time, and I have the technology already set up, so we'll have to worry about that. So, um Thank you. Uh, call yep. Pittsburgh Power. Uh, besides the things that we tell you about, all kinds of performance stuff, and they've got a wonderful shop. they got a shop that's got electrical engineers on staff, you know, to solve yep. electrical problems and ECM problems. Like <clears throat> so, anyway, let them know you heard about, us, about them here uh, so they continue to sponsor this podcast. It's a big, big, big part of what we do here. And um, anyway, you guys have a great week, okay? All right, we'll enjoy, see y'all, everybody. Enjoy the holiday. Happy, yeah. happy New Year's Day. Or what is it? New Year's Day. <laughs> Fourth, of Fourth of July. Both of them have fireworks. Yeah. Uh.
You need to start drinking. All right, we'll All see right, you all right, next time. I already am. See you guys. Good night.